The Fat Boy Show. You're listening to The Fat Boy Show on your number one station, RX Radio. How are you doing today? Well, today's show is like super duper cool, right? So much cool music and very many interesting conversations. Today, we're asking the question of when might be the appropriate age to get married. And uh, we want to know what you think about that. Some people say uh, never get married. (laughs) But we're not talking about people like that today. We're talking about those who want to get married. Question being... If you do want to ever get married, when would the right age for that be? Ah, when it comes to marriage, there's so many do's and don'ts, so many rules, right? Did you hear about what happened at Watoto Church where a lawyer sued Watoto Church four years ago? Why? Apparently for setting tough wedding rules. And the Constitutional Court has set September 19th. Yep, just a couple of weeks from now in order to hear this case in which the lawyer sued Watoto for these tough uh, wedding rules, allegedly tough wedding rules. So uh, this is what uh, the statement, uh, the hearing notice uh, read in part. It says, Take notice that the above matter has been fixed for hearing on the 19th of September at 9 a.m. If no appearance is made on your behalf by yourself or someone by law authorized to act for you, the hearing will be held in your absence. Oh my gosh. Now, in May of 2018, to give you a little bit of background, Michael Aboneka sued the church, arguing that he was stranded after the church imposed what he considered stringent conditions before he could be allowed to tie the knot on October 27th of 2018. So Aboneka listed a letter of consent from the parents of the bride-to-be, also a pastor's endorsement of fitness for marriage, also evidence of HIV status, uh, which was tested at one of the specified hospitals, and then he also brought a counseling report. And to him, these count as very prohibitive, strict conditions. Well, now joining us on the Fat Boy Show is a legal advocate, Michael Aboneka. Hello, Michael. Welcome to the Fat Boy Show. Thank you. How are you? And uh, thank you for having me on this radio. Great to have you. So please tell us, uh, why are you trying to sue Watoto Church when there are many religious institutions that you could have gone on to get married from? I mean, uh, or are these sorts of uh, regulations that the Watoto put forward, are these commonplace across all the other churches too? Why couldn't you just go elsewhere? Thank you. Um, that's a good question, and I think everyone has been asking it, but uh, asking the same question. But I think the, the gist of the matter is that I went to this church and I wanted to get married, and then I was presented uh, these uh, guidelines, which are mandatory, and in my opinion, thought that they were really unconstitutional. Um, so the issue is not about, you know, if you don't want here, go try elsewhere. But elsewhere probably was even more worse. So um, once you're given a license by government to conduct certain things on behalf of government, you must do it on behalf of government, just as government would have done it. That's number one. So number two is that the things I find unconstitutional uh, is that, one, the, the bride is supposed to have a letter of consent, of course, which they call you know, a letter of blessing, you know, from their parents, disguised as a letter of blessing. Mm-hmm. But look here, she's above 18 years of age because the constitution says for you to get married, there are three conditions. You must be uh, an adult, over 18 years and above, you must be man and woman, and that you must have consent. 
So when you consent you of who of the individuals, the consent between the individuals who want to get married, not the so consent. That's why, that's so the consent of the family members is not a legal requirement. It's not a legal requirement. Okay. And 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 you see, marriage is looked at as a contract. So if any consent is procured, then there was no consent in the first place, in the first place. So for so for churches, mosques, and all these many religious institutions to always ask people to bring by the way even if you're 40 years of age even you fat boy they'll ask you in some other places to actually bring the letter consent to your parents if they die your guardian whom you don't even know so the thing is that most people have not been able to get that letter of consent because their parents died and then they have these unfriendly guardians and people have been paying money for the letters of consent i know that but it's also illegal because then why do you go ahead and ask people do you you know the question of do you then they have to say i do that's their consent are you willing to appreciate the social um concerns outside of the legal ones um because marriage in the african context is understood to be very community oriented you know uh and so in african culture in our culture it is deemed to be quite important that uh, the parents and the families uh, are involved. We are, are not as atomized a society as, say, a Western society. Here we are communities and families. What would you say to someone who says, yeah, so of course the parents' consent should be given because without it, then these people may potentially have a tumultuous marriage in the future with family members not getting along. It almost seems like it's an appropriate safeguard against that kind of tension down the road between families. What do you think about that? So the status quo is still as is, and the divorce rates are actually high. There is nothing that, you know, this consent uh, is curing right now in the same churches. People are breaking up, even with the consent given. <laughs> okay, all so, right. So, so, so there isn't any cure that you know right now the consent is sorting. So the thing is this: let the adults go into the thing while knowing. But they do even counseling, like I think three months for these people. So you can jump out anytime you want. So the thing about this consent is yes, I agree. There is a social aspect about it, but you see the thing is. Is what we call the law and the process. The law is clear. I have told you many people have not been able to get married because the guardians or the people who are alive, they have held on to the letter saying until that guy brings 30 million, until you know you, you build for me a house, I'll not give you a letter to go marry. So then the people end up cohabiting. The same people who are you know throwing stones at me are the ones who cohabit. And then they are not wives under the law and are not protected. That's the irony. Because mm. then, in law, you are not a wife. You And I call them, you're just an adult girlfriend. <laughs> That's Therefore, right. you, yeah, you, you can't even if you, if, Even if you have children together. Even if not... you have children together, you, you, you're you not a wife. You, you know, you're just an adult girlfriend. Okay, so yeah. I, are you hoping that through this lawsuit you will succeed in setting a precedent that must then be followed by all other religious institutions? Yes, and you see, this is a constitutional petition. It's not even uh, at a high court to enforce my rights. I know people stoned me in 2018. They are still stoning me up to now. Saying, you see, you can't force our church to, uh, to marry. But that's not what I'm saying. I'm not seeking for enforcement of rights. I am saying I am challenging these requirements which are uh, unconstitutional. The other one is that I must disclose my HIV 
status with the church. And I'm like, wait a minute, that's private to me. So why am I giving it to you if my partner is okay with my status? So then the church won't read you because you have to submit, you know, the, the, the HIV results to the church. And moreover, you're giving to some reception girls is there and you don't know what they're going to use it for. So in the era of data protection and privacy, I find this is actually below the belt. You can't ask me to submit. And these are mandatory, by the way. Then okay. the third is, mm. is that you have to appear before, you know, you know, a pastor who interviews you for five minutes. Then he has options to take fit to get married, not fit to get married, married with conditions. So the question is, where does he get this power in law? Yeah, so, so what if the pastor was hitting at my girl? So he will really say yes, fit to get married or not. I'll give you an example. So in my opinion, all these things that people put, you know, put around and say these are rubric to follow, put them when you have no license for government. But if you have a license from the government of Uganda, it means you are bound by the laws of Uganda to act in a way that is a constitutional and judicious. Isn't it true that uh, many of these churches require you to have also uh, been uh, active in the church activities for some time? Or at the very least, you are a congregant of the. You cannot just be a random person that just walks up to the church to say, "Please wed me." Uh, no, it, no, it's, it's not a requirement. And many have been wedding people, and, and I think maybe it's because they, they they want to get money out of it. Many of them use it as a business. Oh, okay, know, so they will. And I've done a research. So the thing is, you just walk in there, you don't have to be a member. So the defense that you see is not our member, so who determines who is a member of the church? The thing is that the moment you have accepted me, given me the form to go and fill, you meaning that you accept everyone who comes as they are. You don't, you know, they would have told me you're not a member, go away, but I said, fine, here is the form, go fill and return it. Well, now, obviously, um, many of your critics will say, well, uh, if you are not willing to you know, submit to these standards, as unconstitutional as you may find them, you could simply just go to the, I mean, you could have a, how can I say, you can go to the courts or the high court or to the registry and uh, be married. So, by the way, can I ask you, are you married as yet? Did you eventually get married? Oh, yes, I am. And that's the point I was making to people that I was not forcing anyone to marry me. I, I so you married. did you did get married. I, I did I did get married, you know. Where? Without following them constitutional guidelines. Where where did you get married from? Of course I put up a challenge and asked any church that, you know, doesn't ask for those things to uh to come with me. And and some did. Uh, so I I had my my own um marriage. I gazetted a place and had it. So it wasn't about, you know, if Watodo can't wed me I cannot. But the thing is that it's the place I found with these things that I've been questioning for years. And I was not willing to first go and give the requirements and then later come and say, by the way, the thing I went through was unconstitutional. No, from the face of it, it was unconstitutional to me. So uh, that's the reason why I said, okay, I'm challenging these things. I am not challenging the fact that they refuse to win me. That needs to be clear. Okay, so this is not necessarily personal against Watoto Church. Uh, it's not personal, yes. It's not personal against Watoto Church. And by the way, our petition has prayers that are going to be binding on all, on all churches and even more. That the results of this of this case. So, are you seeking uh, any? Are you seeking any uh, compensation? No, I'm not seeking the compensation because this is a public interest 
I'm using my own money, my own resources, my own lawyers, you know, in court over this. Because we, we fight, I, I did my own research. I have affidavits. I have people who have come to me in confidence. You know, that's how these three things have stood their way from getting married. So I think that this has to be sorted once and for all. The, the only three things you must ask before people get married are you a man and a woman? Uh, do you have consent? And uh, uh, are, you, are you above 18? And that's why they are church bans. People ever know why they are church bans? They don't even know. The church bans is 21 days that you would notice that you would have given in a civil, in a, in a, in, whether a civil registrar before the RDC. So if anyone has an issue why, you know, fat boy and, you know, girl X can't get married, they read it in church. So you don't need a letter of consent for that matter. Right. Okay. Well, it looks like it's uh, going to be a very interesting case. So the hearing is set for 19th of September. Is this correct? Yes. Yes, it is. As far as you're aware, um, are the people you're suing going to be present uh, at this hearing? Yes, we've had uh, what we call the, you know, the mention and pre-hearing and they've attended. So uh, they should be there. And if they don't, then court goes ahead to, you know, to hear the matter in the absence and give it, you know, verdict. But they're going to be available. I'm sure I've been in touch with the advocate. And this is the thing. This is not a war against anybody or against the church. I am fighting the vice. Even if it was in my own family, I would have raised it. So some of us are just that way. That um, if you claim that you are part of a system, that law has to be followed, then follow it. Okay. Uh, are you expecting or have you received any pushback, uh, whether from cultural leaders or religious leaders or politicians? Like, uh, I can't imagine you know, people are taking this lying down. For some people, these uh, rules are important to them. Man, it's been crazy. I have received all, that's, that's why I was calling them stones. I've been stones, you know, left, right, center. People pushing, I withdraw the petition. And then I'm like, if they, you know, it's only the guilty that run before they are chased. Why are you asking me to do the petition if you think what you're doing is right? Mm-hmm. So I think that for me is um, let people calm down and let court, you know, discuss this matter and let us look at it. By the way, you know, broadly, if you're an administrator of a church, why do you ask these things? So even if you don't ask them, just go ahead and conduct a marriage according to the laws of Uganda. Simple. Most of them just copy these things, you know, from each other and then they move on and then they do good practice. So what, what may look as a good practice for the church and for the society is actually may not be legal or constitutional. Is there a possibility? So, is there a possibility for the churches to, in fact, either perhaps try to lobby to have the laws change in order to accommodate those requirements that they seek? Because I guess the issue right now is that what they're doing is unconstitutional, but uh, is there a possibility that it could be made constitutional? Actually, it is unnecessary. So the thing about the lawmaking, we ask the question, what is the mischief? The Constitution has already set the threshold. And we already have you know, precedence on issues. I told you marriage is like a contract. Just because you're failing to get a letter of consent from my governor, then you can't go to court and say these things becoming a problem. No. What happens is that all norms, all practices, and that control of the constitution, uh, the constitution are tested against the constitution. You know, people are claiming it is their right to worship, but that's totally different. So you cannot, you know, want to sanitize your practices 
you know, against the constitution just because, and then, you know, create a law and amend the constitution to suit a particular sect. Mm-hmm. The constitution is for the general good of the of the society, and it sets the standards and minimums. There are just three. Check if they are man and woman. Check if they are above 18. <laughs> check if they have consent. And how do you check it? Will you take Michael? Don't we ask those questions? Yes, we do. And Michael says, I, yes, I do. And then he goes ahead and finds the certificate. Contract is done. So if you are successful in this petition, um, yeah. what will be the next chapter for you? Are there other aspects of law that you would uh, wish to see uh, challenged in the constitutional court? Actually, on that very day, I have another petition challenging uh, some sections of the law that allow child marriages. We still have some laws on this shelf of our laws that allow girls to be married at 16 years. Wow. I also wish you could go there and make it so that the lockdown is unconstitutional because I, I viewed lockdowns as gross infringement on our human rights. Of course, there was a, a periphery of the discussions and legal uh, arguments on that. A court was already decided you know, in our Commonwealth uh, discussions, but to what extent can your freedom of movement be limited? And um, court has agreed that in some instances your freedom of movement can be uh, restricted, but to what degree? So there's already precedent on that. You know, we could just discuss, you know, in what areas and uh, right. to what extent. Yes. Okay. Yeah, well, I guess. By and large, mm-hmm. Yeah, what I expect is uh, for courts really to look at the facts vis a vis the Constitution. I know that these things are sentimental. You could be going to a total itself. You could be uh, a member of any church. It's not an attack. And of course, they said I'm the Satan attacking that church. <laughs> well, and, um, so let's see whether they, you know, the court will agree with the Satan or not. Um, <laughs> well, that's a scary way to put it. But anyway, uh, it looks yeah. like it's going to be very interesting. And uh, what would be your final message to the people of Uganda? My final message to the people of Uganda is that let us always remain calm, but let us be careful and always ask the question why. Because rule of law is here to help everyone. Before you rush into something, take time and ask yourself, why is this so? Like I did, I wrote to them, is this mandatory, is this mandatory? They say, yeah, it's mandatory. So, and also, let us be a society that asks the questions, why, why, why? It will help a lot. <laughs> Michael Aboneka, thank you so much for joining us today on the Fat Boy Show to discuss uh, the hearing for the petition you have filed in which you are suing Watoto Church for allegedly uh, setting tough wedding rules. You are hoping that a precedent shall be set in which uh, other churches will also not be able to put in place these stringent rules that would prohibit marriage and you wish for marriage to be limited to three conditions being met and beyond that, anything else is unconstitutional. Is that a good summary of the situation? Yes, that is. All right. Well, wishing you uh, the best, I guess, and uh, may the best arguments win in, in court uh, You know, once the hearing takes place. And uh, I guess maybe we'll talk to you again in the future. Thank you so much for speaking to us. You're welcome. Thank you for reaching out here. All right. Have a nice day. Right. Michael Aboneka, legal advocate. You're listening to The Fat Boy Show on RX Radio. Don't go anywhere. More great music ahead. The, the Fat Boy Show.